Welcome back to Typically Unique. I'm Kim Aponte, and I'm here with my husband, Carlos. Hello. And um, when we left off, we're um, still in round five. And for this episode, um, we have to do something a little unique uh, because we realized, um, looking through, reading through the journals, that where we're at in our timeline so far um, that we had to do this part of our story. So um, we are going to be showing some actual uh, Facebook videos that mm. Carlos had taken back when this was going on. So Right near the end of round five. And right? this has mm. happened right at this time period, right when we left off with the last video. So, um, And then after what we share with you, we'll continue on with, going home for the last time so but this might take a while right we, yes. this may be three episodes is, or so yeah, yeah we're thinking three episodes <laughs> so um this journal that i wrote is going to explain where we're at so this was total days 242 and day 40 of round five so about a week or two before going home today aiden's anc was 80 so we are still waiting he knows he is so close to, to going home, and he asks us every day, when can I go home? That is just heartbreaking for us because he wants out of there. Carlos is at the hospital with Aiden until Saturday, and then we are bringing Grandma Ponte up for two nights because Carlos has to go to Puerto Rico for a business trip. Man, do I wish I could sneak myself in his suitcase. I could use a little sunshine right now. I will return to the hospital on Monday night after work and probably keep the car up there with me, number one, because we'll be able to just pack up and leave immediately if we get sent home, and number two, I can drive to the McDonald's that Aiden has been craving. If you saw the video from the hospital the other day, Carlos had a lot of charts and drawings on the whiteboard about Aiden's immune deficiency. We haven't said anything about this until now because we have been doing a lot of questioning with the doctors and investigating on our own. Immune deficiency. When Aiden was five, he was sent to Rainbow because his white counts were extremely low and he had been sick a lot. When we got there, they told us he had leukemia before they did any tests. After they did the tests, they sat us down and said they made a mistake and he did not have leukemia, but they didn't know what it was. Ten days later, we were home with a diagnosis of Bruton's immune deficiency, and Aiden started his life of IV infusions every month or so. He had an enlarged spleen and was doing well until this past August when he got sick and his counts tanked again, and they told us he had AML. You could imagine our denial when they first told us he had leukemia because we had been down that path before. So now we are in a situation where our child has two rare conditions and we feel any normal person let alone medical scientists should be scratching their heads and Aiden's immune deficiency uh, was diagnosed wrong because there are other blood disorders we're thinking that um, that can lead to leukemia like aplastic anemia and about four others I wanted them to test Aiden to make sure he didn't have one of those all along because when we leave the hospital this time, I want to make sure we are treating him exactly the way he needs to be treated for the correct thing. 
The response I have kept getting over and over from the doctors is just explanation after explanation that they are sure his diagnosis was correct because he was responding to treatment for all these years. It just didn't sit right with me that they weren't willing to investigate anything. So I contacted his first immunologist who diagnosed him but does not practice anymore. He does research now. We left his practice quite a few years ago because it was out of our insurance network. He was very concerned for Aiden and put me in contact with an expert on Bruton's at St. Jude. I sent that doctor his lab work from his original diagnosis and she responded, he absolutely 100% does not have Bruton's. My heart dropped. So then I shared what I had been doing behind the scenes with Aiden's current AML doctor and she contacted the St. Jude doctor to get her opinion and all I know is that the exchange between the two was not pleasant. <laughs> According to our current doctor, she said the St. Jude, uh, that St. Jude doctor would not give her any further information except to say why she knew it wasn't Bruton's. The mutation is not in the correct place for it to be called that. So we had two contradicting opinions of what he had. I asked for a third opinion. We had Aiden's lab work sent to a doctor in Cincinnati who worked with Rainbow Doctors previously. I was a little skeptical about that. But she agreed with the St. Jude doctor, not Bruton's. They still say it is an immune deficiency, but unnamed. So once we got to that point, and the doctors pretty much kept shutting me down when I kept saying I wanted to know exactly what he has, I just let it go. And that is when Carlos picked up the ball. <laughs> he started to ask every three weeks when Aiden would get his blood drawn what his IgG levels were, that's his immunity level, and he noticed that they were starting to always be high and consistent. So then he started asking the doctors about that. Why is it? How is it possible? Etc. Their responses was that they finally got his dose of IVIG correct. Carlos did not settle for that answer because he had been getting that treatment for seven years and his numbers were not consistent or high. So he met with the immunologist and got her to run a test that she swore up and down would prove to him once and for all that the chemo was, uh, was working. Um, so we were at the hospital together um, the other day, or the day that this test came back, and we were expecting the doctors to be like, oh my God, we certainly weren't expecting this. We really need to find out what was going on, et cetera. And we pretty much got the opposite. No reaction, no big deal, not really concerned with that. The immunologist came to us with three reasons for this. One, it was a lab error. Two, Aiden's bone marrow is stressed and is cranking out his highest level he can possibly do, but it won't last. And three, something may be happening. So they're going to wait a month and then do the test again to see what results we get. No one with an immune deficiency like Aiden has ever been treated for AML. So no one knows what the treatment for AML will do to the immune deficiency. Could it cure it? That is our greatest hope. Something is definitely going on, and we are going to keep asking questions until we know for sure. If it doesn't cure it, he just continues with his usual treatment anyway, but we just have that what if hanging out there. 
if you are on Facebook, you should check out Carlos's video blogs. He did an excellent job documenting the timeline and diagrams for all of this and really explained the details well. That is why I left most of that stuff out. I will keep everyone posted as we enter new territory of leaving the hospital for good, hopefully very soon, and continuing Aiden's care from home and clinic visits. <laughs> so let me say one thing to this real quick before we start getting into the, the videos. Um, so Kim is singularly, singularly focused on curing Aiden's AML. Yes. All right. That is the life-threatening yes. disease that he has, yes. right? Yes, save our son. Yep, so that's what the focus is. You know, I've been focusing on the AML and his comfort, but I've been looking at other things, right? We talked a little bit about mental health. We've right. mentioned Bruton's a couple times. But at, at the end of the day, this is about, you know, the time we're up at Rainbows is about curing Aiden from AML. Mm hmm this, however, you know, unlike the mental health stuff, which, you know, has nothing to do with, you know, his physical health, right? Um, this is something that Aiden despises getting these shots every three weeks and having to be tied to this for the rest of his life. Yeah. So I really wanted to investigate. And Kim did a good job in, you know, putting ingredients in the pot. Now <laughs> it was my turn to start stirring it, right? And um, <clears throat> so... I think what you're going to see first is my introduction video um, right. kind of explaining why I put all this data on this whiteboard mm -hmm. and kind of set it up. And there's data everywhere. Yeah, you'll see the big picture and go, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so we'll do you know, this first one. But I, I want people to know that are listening to this like on iTunes or something. Right, if you don't have the visual to go with it. Yeah, if you if you can't see what I'm pointing at or if I say, hey, look at this chart or look at this number, you know, I may not be expressing, <laughs> you know, the actual number. So um, we are on YouTube and, and other platforms where you can see video. But yes. um, just to know if, if you're on iTunes, we'll do our best to right. maybe explain a little bit of what we're showing you, yes. but it would be a little bit difficult. We'll try to describe it the best we can. <laughs> exactly. So. So here is the preface video. Okay, um, today I was going to uh, do some instructional videos just for Kim and I, uh, but so many of you have been asking about Aiden and his care that um, I just decided to go ahead and uh, put these videos on our Facebook page. One, so um, those of you who are, have been following Aiden can follow what's happening, uh, which would be the start of his aftercare. And um, uh, for us, it's a place where we can actually store it and um, go back and look at this later on. Uh, the reason I'm putting these videos together is because we hear two words all too often up here, and it's typical and unique. And it's only a reactionary word. Um, after something happens, the medical staff would say, oh, that's typical. Um, after something happens or before something happens they say I don't know because everybody's unique um, so we cannot predict what's been happening with Aiden and um, so we've started gathering a bunch of data and here's that data so let me pan all the way out um, this is the board at Aiden's in Aiden's room I usually show you just sections of this um, each day but uh, we've been 
following so many things that um, this is the culmination of that and as you can see I've ran out of room so I need to document this wipe the board down and start over with some new information that we're getting but um, basically I'm going to have four videos after this one this is just an introductory video and the first one is going to be the timeline um, which is this right here from when Aiden was born until today and uh, things that have been happening in his life so uh, we have a pretty good timeline as to what's going on uh, his diagnosis uh, back in 2003 for the A gamma globinemia which was originally called Bruton's and which caused Aiden to get an IV treatment once a month and he'll have to have that for the rest of his life so that was a pretty rare condition that he got back in 2003 uh, then we're going to document the AML which is a cancer that he was diagnosed with in uh, August of 2010 and then now the cure uh, what's going on um, kind of his aftercare uh, we want to document everything that's happened thus far so if Aiden runs into any other um, unique diseases as the doctors would like to say here um, we have documented everything that's happened up until this point so the first video is going to be on timeline and I'll come back with that um, but as you can see we have documented an awful lot since Aiden's been here these are daily journals these are all of his labs and reports so as you can see that's rather thick and um, this is just today's report so I've been using that to help fill out some of my numbers up here so I'll be back in a little bit with video number one alright so um, that was the board was pretty interesting and mm -hmm. I think every white part of that board was covered Failed. with something um, had it very organized <laughs> well very you organized. know it was uh, it was all in my head and I was trying to visually put it up there so I could walk through it myself right because this was just gonna be for you and I I think I said that at the beginning right this we was, had to make sense of it we had to make sense of it so we put it up on the board the video was just gonna be for you and I and then I was like, no, I might as well share this and, and put this out. But that board was all you. Oh, you, yeah, You yeah. did the board. Yeah, well, I just, I had all this data, and I wanted to physically see it. I am a data guy. Um, but you notice how that whole thing started with typically unique, you know, or typical yes. and unique? Yes, so the first thing you see on the board are those two words, which, looking back all these years later, as soon as we saw that video show up we were like oh my gosh we literally wrote that on the board and it has been in some way shape or form our driving force yes it was a hundred percent the driving force for me putting this up on the board you know and i mentioned a little bit in the beginning of the video but it was a hundred percent me putting it on the board because those seemed like such dismissive terms every time we heard it and when we started talking about this Bruton stuff we heard typical and unique so many times I can't stand it. And one thing I'll say about the journal you read before we watched the video was, um, you know, you'd mentioned nobody had AML and Bruton's at the same time. Right. Nobody's ever been cured of Bruton's that we know of. Right. 
So we're dealing in uncharted territory. So for people to say, eh, you know, uh, that's typical, eh, you know, that's not good enough for us. You know, there are things going on that we're going to talk about that will show that. So um, one, of the th one of the things that we did, um, I did show in the video that those of you on iTunes didn't see was I was flipping through on the desktop, not the whiteboard, but on the desktop, um, there was a bunch of journals. Oh, and I love that, yeah. that you captured that because in several of our videos so far, we've talked about the journal and you flipped through it, picked it up. So that journal that you showed was just from these 242 <laughs> days at the hospital. That was all AML in that book. So just us writing down our daily information and questions and things. And then the binder, um, you got to actually see how thick it was. And there were five clear pocket sleeves for each round. So if each round was... 30 to 46 days there were 46 sheets of paper in that from <laughs> rounds from rounds yeah. from every day getting his lab work it would be the lab work reports um so you saw the binder and was there one other thing on there um i think those I were think the two main two, things yeah. but those uh those that big binder that you had mm -hmm. that had those you know five clear pages with all those all that data in there. That's where I could go back and pull some numbers. Right. Where, that's where we were able to see yes. the numbers that we're going to be talking about. And this may be a teaching moment to use some of your terminology. Yeah. <laughs> this is a teaching moment that when you get that information, you know, it's good to look at it that day, but save it. We yes. reference back a few times. Yes. But for this event that we're about to show you now, having all that history and all that data yes. was super important because you never know when something might come up and you want that historical information so whatever's in that report right so that was very helpful so you know i think in the preface video we talked about um four or five or four things that we're going to talk about i think i add a fifth so there's a lot of videos to go along with this probably 10 in this series mm -hmm. so we'll break it up over a few but i think the next video is about the timeline so we're going to revisit Aiden's timeline, and we're showing that on the uh, uh, a graph of this timeline for what Aiden was right from yes. birth to present day. Yeah. So when you're hearing it, just visualize just a, a regular timeline with the dates, and you'll hear what the dates are and what was going on at that time. Exactly. Yep. yep. All right. As stated earlier, I was trying to um, salvage all this data that we've kind of written on the board. And so we're making a video book of all that information. So um, the first chapter in this video book is going to be the timeline. And the timeline uh, for Aiden is as follows. <clears throat> Aiden was born in uh, December of 97. First two years he was um, not doing too bad. Uh, mostly because he was, um, he still had remnants of uh, Kim's immune system. Uh, children kind of hold on to that for a year or two. And then after his uh, immune system didn't mature and Kim's was gone, uh, basically in 99, so by the time he was two uh, to about the age of five, he had been in and out of the hospital, very sick. Um, and October of 03, 
um, after one uh, very bad episode of illness, uh, Aiden was referred to uh, Rainbows and we got the diagnosis that uh, he had cancer. Later found out <clears throat> that it was uh, uh, actually an immune disorder called Bruton's. And um, since then, Aiden has been receiving IVIG treatments uh, since uh, 2003. Kind of fast forward to, and those IVIG treatments, I should say, are every three weeks um, and have been since this date. And uh, he's supposed to have those for the rest of his life, but we'll talk a little bit more about this later. And this initial cancer diagnosis here, uh, which was a misdiagnosis at the time. Uh, so fast forward in May of 2010, Kim started noticing that some of his uh, counts were a little off. Um, they went to the immunologist who ultimately sent him to an oncologist. And they said, well, the only way we're going to know for sure is if we have a bone marrow test. Aiden said, I want the test. We took the test and found out later that Aiden had cancer, uh, AML. So since August of 2010 until now, April, Aiden has been receiving chemotherapy. So that is kind of the health timeline for Aiden, and we'll explain some more of this as we move forward. That's it for now. So um, the video quality is really not that great. <laughs> We were just noticing, you know, wow, how long ago was this with the quality of the, the which, which video? Is, which is funny because this was in uh, 2011. Right, so we were talking about what kind of phone did we have? Did we even have an iPhone, do you think? And I, I think believe we, we did because from work, yeah. I know I got issued an uh, iPhone at work, right. so I know I was taking video like that. So we looked up the year, yeah. and we had an iPhone 3. <laughs> so that tells you how... They weren't focused on cameras <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so yeah, that was uh, iPhone 3. And mm -hmm. um, we actually talk about... We use a lot of acronyms, and we apologize for that. But mm -hmm. that is our language today. Where we can, we try to explain what those acronyms are and how they affect data. And one of them we kept using, and I used on my timeline, was IVIG. And we've talked about that a lot because Aiden gets those every three weeks for the rest of his right. life. What is, Kimmy, IVIG? Yes. <laughs> so that's the actual medicine that he would get. His treatment was called that, and it stands for intravenous immunoglobulins. So that's what they were giving him. He would get it intravenously, and then the immunoglobulins are the antibodies that right. they would give him. So that's what IV, uh, the IG stands for immuno, immunoglobulins. Yes. So Not uh, easy to say. I know. Well, that's, <laughs> that's why I had her say it, because <laughs> I, I can't. You know, a quick story, I, I know, um, but... Uh, there was one round that Aiden wanted me to read a book to him, or we had to read a book to him that had a lot of medical terms in it, and Aiden couldn't stand it because I could not read the book at all. That was funny. Yeah. And he was like, give me the book. I'll read it. This is horrible. Please don't ever read to me again. Yeah, I think we might have a video of that. Oh, yeah, my that God, that's funny. horrible. <laughs> but um, uh, So the next uh, video that we're going to show, the last video, that we're going to show? Um, well, before we introduce the next clip, um, that timeline oh, yes. um, showed, like, you were telling me how, you know, we were 
watching this, your reaction of, of seeing, yes. so, you know, everything laid out that way. Like, seeing it visually really has a different impact you know, than and, just hearing it and knowing it. And if the timeline's a yardstick, right, you know, yeah. if you envision a yardstick, and, you know, the first two inches of that yardstick was probably the only time in Aiden's life that he wasn't sick or dealing with some rare disorder or disease or illness. And he doesn't even remember that because he was two or younger. Every other yeah. time in his life, he was dealing with some type of illness. I mean, the poor kid, that's, I, I can't even fathom that. I don't like to have a cold. Yeah, to see it laid out like that, you're like, wow. Yeah. You know, just. Oh, yeah, not good. So um, the next video is uh, we're going to introduce uh, some different charts. Um, and uh, Starting to show what we were questioning and why. Really, you do a good job um, explaining why we start questioning and, what we're questioning. And I guess maybe to better introduce it is that I don't know what I'm talking about medically, but I have questions that are common sense questions. You know, and, and data-driven. Oh, and data-driven, right? And because we're all about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if the data's showing one thing, and medically it's unique, but the data's showing something else, then how could this be possible, right? So what is the possible outcome of this data? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we start to show. We don't get into it too much, but we start to show the yeah. foundation of what sparked our interest yep. from that time. All right, moving on to chapter two. Uh, chapter one was the timeline. Chapter two is the agammaglobinemia, which back in uh, October of '03 was diagnosed as Bruton's. So that was nine years ago. And as you can see in this drawing right here, we are separating the bone or the bone marrow uh, into the agammaglobinemia side, which is the lymphoid side of the stem cell that is created from the bone marrow, creates a white cell. The white cell, I guess, splits into a myeloid cell, which is this side, and we'll talk about that more later, and the lymphoid side, which is this side, which cause Aiden's Bruton's. Okay? So what happens is Aiden has IgG, IgA, and IgM levels that will not mature. As those start to grow, they stop, and they stop right here. Uh, a normal immune system, those cells will continue to grow to mature levels and fight infection. In Aiden's body, it starts here. So Aiden has to get IVIG treatment every three weeks to artificially put in this IgG. IgA and IgM are not critical for survival, so he doesn't get those. So his levels stop there, and his blood work stops there. But the IgG, the artificial ones, are put in, and we can see those in blood work. So let me show you what that looks like. Aiden's IgG, normal ranges, between about 550 and 1100. You can see he stays within normal ranges because they artificially give him that. What was curious though is once Aiden started getting chemotherapy, 
this level started to level out and a lot of this noise went away. So I became curious as to why that was happening. We were told by the doctors that IgA is not critical, so he doesn't need it, so they don't give it to him. So as you can see, his numbers are very low, well below the bottom. Same with IgM, well below the bottom range. Okay, however, um, curiously, Aiden had a recent blood test done, and his IgA and IgM fell within normal ranges. So we had to figure out what was going on there. And right now we don't have an answer, but I'll explain my theory in a little bit. So I um, hope everybody didn't laugh too much about the, the drawing and <laughs> illustrations that I put out there. The bone was... Uh, laughing at the bone a little bit. Yeah, a little, little <laughs> bit to be desired, but uh, yeah, that's the, the best I could do. Um, and it was, you know, if you can't see it, the cartoon, you know, just... You know how you would draw a dog bone. A dog right? bone, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, best I could do, but I was trying to explain, you know, in that video that, you know, um, these cells that are being generated from the stem cell right. is all coming from the bone marrow, right? right? And then there's this clear divide that they are talking about that, you know, hey, we're over here on the AML side and this is what we need to focus on and, you know, let's not worry about that. That's not curable. Let's not even deal with that. And, you know, all this stuff on the AML side is what we need to focus on. But, you because know... The, because it was talking about how the stem cell comes out and splits into two parts. Okay. Yes, yeah, splits into two parts. one side is AML yeah. and one side is the lymphoid. Yeah, lymphoid. Yeah. Right. So, so for me, this was... This illustration helped me move forward with my theories, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I needed to visually put this on the board because I had theories. Kim had theories. I think she gave up on it for a little bit. She's like, here, you take it. I had questions. You really came up with the theory. Right. But I, I definitely was like, hmm, <laughs> what is this? You know, I had the questions, but you started to really make sense of, of what we were seeing. Yep. So um, so we, we threw a few more acronyms at you. So we're going to cover some of those. We talk about IgG, IgA, IgM, and right. she's our resident uh, health and safety expert. So <laughs> Kim, can you say what those are? Right. So in the video, there were three charts showing the the three, they're antibodies. So we have three different kinds of antibodies. Well, there's more than that, but these are the three main ones. Right. So IgG um, is something, that's what they tested Aiden all the time for. That's what they were really monitoring. And that's your antibodies that are, and, you know, I looked on the internet and thought I found a verified source. So, you know, I'm not a medical personnel. So this was my understanding that that would be found in your blood and your tissue. The IgM um, was another chart and they were not monitoring that. Um, it's just in your blood. And IgA also they were not monitoring until you asked, but um, is found in your mucous membranes, your tears, and your saliva, which I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that. So, um, you know, and those were... That's where we started to see, yep. uh-oh, <laughs> and something <IG> interesting is <laughs> going on here. And IgG is immunoglobulin. What is IgG? Immunoglobulin, right? 
IG immunoglobulin yes. G immunoglobulin I don't know M, what the G, the immunoglobulin M the... A yeah. right, but it's an immunoglobulin so that's what IG is right an immunoglobulin so, yes. is an ant- those are the antibodies right so Same and that's thing. what he's getting IVIG intravenous immunoglobulin so we bring the right. two together yes. so see what we did there <laughs> all right so yes. um, again right yeah so um we're going to get into the next parts of this, continue this on in our next video. Um, if you would like to see all these Facebook videos and you're listening on a platform where you couldn't see them, um, you can find us at Typically Unique on YouTube. Um, Spotify also is now showing videos um, on their site as well. And you can also find us there under Typically Unique. We're Typically Unique everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Right. Just like at the hospital. Until next time. <laughs> and we will see you back here for the next part. Bye. Bye. Bye.